Are there more expectations in a lost season than we originally thought? You are Locked On Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Cardinals fall to two and nine. Lose 21-16 while shutting out the Houston Texans offense in the second half. While turning C.J. Stroud over three times in the second half. And while being in a game that they probably should have won. And it's interesting with the cold open that I had. And uh, real quick, you'll see a little red in my background. I'm traveling currently. I'm messing around with virtual backgrounds uh let me know what you think it's more aesthetically pleasing than you seeing a wall while i'm traveling so i'm um, just working things out workshopping as it were uh numbers wise you know the cardinals won the turnover battle they cut their penalties in half and you know they were on the field for pretty much half the game so by the numbers one of the things i used to love to say when the cardinals were winning games were you look at the box score, you look at the team stats without knowing the final score, Cardinals probably should have won this game. Only putting up 16 points, a whole lot of field goals this year, especially the last two weeks for, with Kyler Murray back. Um, when will expectations arise, if at all? I'll talk about that in the next segment. Um, let's go over this game. You know, the, the final segment is going to be the most interesting one where – the further we go along to round out the 2023 season, the more the needs on this roster are going to be exposed. And there was one just massive one that kept getting repeated because it seemed that the Houston Texas offense was centralized around targeting this one player. And they did over and over and over again. So um, after a deep bomb, beautiful throw from Kyler Murray to Rondell Moore for a touchdown early in the game to put the Cardinals up. Offense didn't do much the rest of the game. You know, Kyler Murray made some cool plays uh, with his legs, uh, had a couple nice balls, missed a couple wide open receivers, and the rust is just still there. 20 for 30, touchdown interception. Um, I needed to remind myself after Sunday that this is going to be a process still just because he's healthy. Doesn't mean after 11 months on the shelf that he can just come in and play without rust, play without problems, new offense. And we're seeing it. And, you know, my expectations or my my hopes when he came back was he put up pretty good numbers in losses 
that'd be fine. I'd rather that than 17 for 35 for 183 and two interceptions and a win. You want to see what you've got from Kyler Murray. And I implore Cardinals fans, people especially who don't like Kyler Murray specifically, don't just look at the Cardinals in a vacuum with this. Compare it to the rest of the NFL, where Kyler Murray sits. Look around the NFL and see how much bad quarterback play there is. And don't do it on a timeline. Well, CJ Shroud's this in his rookie year, so why would Kyler? No. Just look at its entirety from the quarterback position and how much bad quarterback play there's been this year. And ask yourself if Kyler Murray is better than the majority of those quarterbacks who are playing at sub-NFL quarterback level. And that's why I've hold so much weight in Kyler Murray as a quarterback for the Cardinals because it's so much better than the alternative. Him being the quarterback is so much better than the alternative. So while he's coming back in a new system, Drew Petzing's a first-time offensive coordinator. I think he overkicked his cover. He outkicked his coverage during the first handful of weeks with Josh Dobbs. But when you look at the offense, it's a competent NFL offense that Kyler Murray just needs to get better at running. It's been two weeks. They're one and one. They probably should have won yesterday. I'm not sure what what more you could ask for. And as we pivot into the next segment, that's where it gets really interesting. About expectations. Is it irrational to think that the Cardinals should just start winning games? But, you know, going back to yesterday, there were a couple things that stood out. Um, you know, uh, one, and this is, I, I don't know if this is necessarily fair because Kyler Murray underthrew him one and a half times. Hollywood Brown doesn't help a whole lot. Doesn't help the quarterback a whole lot. Um, he was two for 18. That's two weeks in a row where he's been a non-factor with Kyler Murray. Something I was not expecting. Uh, Greg Dortch, six for 76, led the team in targets. Whenever he gets an opportunity, he plays well. So maybe that'll be something moving forward that they keep him on the field, even though Michael Wilson should be coming back next week. Uh, Trey McBride's target monster, seven targets, five for 43. Uh, he's going to be a very integral part of this offense moving forward. Um, the offensive line didn't play very well in the interior. Uh, Kyler Murray didn't have a whole lot of time, a good portion of the day. And when he did, I mean, he threw a touchdown pass to Rondell Moore, et cetera. He had a lot more time to go through his progression when Will Anderson wasn't in his face. And that's something that is a massive point of contention moving forward. And I got into it on Twitter with many people about uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., if the Cardinals pick top three, that they should try and trade out of that instead of drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. Because the Cardinals have so many other needs than a wide receiver at this point. They do need wide receiver help also. Marvin Harrison Jr. ain't blocking for Kyler Murray. He's not getting at the other quarterback. 
He's not stopping opposing wide receiver ones. The same needs the Cardinals had two years ago when they traded for Hollywood Brown in the first round. So what we saw on Sunday was a team that is starting to figure it out a bit. Kyler Murray knocking the rust off, but still not playing great football. And I don't know if the expectations are fast-forwarded to a shorter timeline because Kyler Murray's back. Is that irrational to think? We'll discuss it next. We roll on here on uh, Locked on Cardinals. Your team every day and the Cardinals do hold the number two overall pick. The season were to end today. Win-win, week 11, as I mentioned on Friday's show. This episode of Locked on Cardinals is brought to you by LinkedIn. So as I say all the time, LinkedIn has a very special spot in my heart. I used it to find jobs, used it to get interviews. Um, and if you're looking for good employees to fill out your roster, LinkedIn Jobs has you covered. Okay, you have to check it out. They help you find the right people you want to talk to faster and for free. So you make a post, you add the job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. You can use screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply cardinals lose 21 16 kind of a ugh, post first drive for the cardinals on offense uh it's this is starting to get to the point of the season where it's you just sick of the Cardinals losing? It's that dog days of summer portion of the season for bad teams where it's like, all right, see if you can, you know, knock out a win or two more. Show my multitude of times aforementioned phrase, you know, proof of concept, and then get the hell out of the 2023 season, really start to hone in on adding talent in free agency and then pivoting into the draft and hopefully bolstering out this roster so the Cardinals are in playoff contention next year with the massive amount of cap space they have and draft capital that they have. C.J. Stroud lit him up in the first half. Um, Houston probably should have put up a 30-burger at least. Uh, a couple bad throws by C.J. Stroud around the goal line. Um, kept the Cardinals in it, but all in all, it's kind of uh, – it was just a blah game. And when will expectations arise is what I've, you know, kind of been thinking. Like, is it irrational to think that the Cardinals should win more games than they lose depending on opponent for the rest of the season because Kyler Murray's back? Yes, I think. What are the expectations for the Cardinals moving forward? Have they changed? Or has it always been part of the novel that was written before the season started? Like, this is what 2023 is going to be. 
You're going to figure out what you have in Kyler Murray. And you're just going to kind of sludge through it. Get out on the other side and start fresh. And I think that is kind of the rational way to look at it. Nothing's changed. Should expectations, you know, arise? Like, should the Cardinals expect to win games? Well, I guess you always expect to win games. You prepare yourself, you leverage the talent that you do have, and you try to expose the opponent team's weaknesses. But I think that, and, and I know, um, if you've listened to this podcast for a second, every day, as I know you have, this is your first listen to Locked on Cardinals. Thank you. I am on the side that Kyler Murray is right for the future for this team. and. I give him until the end of the year to figure it out. Now, they're going to be playing some tough opponents later in the year, okay? And they've got a couple games that are winnable in the next couple weeks. They've got Chicago late also. But I think this is still a season where you have to detach yourself from the win-loss record as pertaining to growth and, you know, positivity for this team. This is exposing how bad the inside of this organization is. Like the 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 innards, like the the guts. It's not just a couple failed drafts, a couple overpaid free agents. It's not just that. It's like, okay, well, last regime's not here, so can it completely go backward and start at square one? And we're gonna watch the Cardinals, you know you know, pivot and it's going to be fine and it's going to be great. And, you know, there aren't going to be any sort of lingering effects. No, this roster was broken. And it wasn't just broken. It was broken with compound interest. One thing I like to say is that the foundation of this team and the roster had cracks in it and it was being held together by crazy glue and band-aids. It's not sustainable. So when you look at the game on Sunday, when you look at the game on Sunday, it just exposes how much further the Cardinals still have to go as pertaining to building out this roster. Nick Rollis has done a great job. I th- I mean, in my humblest of opinion, I mean, Drew Petting's done a good job. This is their first time as as coordinators. And if you look at the secondary for the Cardinals in the cornerback room, and you see that the Cardinals aren't giving up 50 points a game, it's a win. Marco Wilson, like, I feel bad for Marco Wilson. I don't like, and I do this from time to time. You know, I haven't even given a disclaimer in a long time uh, because Steve Kime's gone. So, and and Cliff's gone. So, uh, it's a a little bit more... uh, uh, more safe this year, but it's never a direct attack at the people themselves. It's the avatar that is wearing number 20 for the Arizona Cardinals, who is outside of his ability to perform at a level necessary for the position that he's playing currently with the supporting cast that's around him. Now, say they bring in, I don't know, they bring in the top corner in the offseason. And they draft a corner in the second round. I'm just I'm just throwing something against the wall here. And then you have Marco Wilson as a rotating third corner or fourth corner. Sure. 
But to thrust him into CB1 for the majority of a season, he was never that guy. And it's not his, it's not his, like he just doesn't have the talent level to do it. Tank Dell lit him up like a Christmas tree yesterday. Not to mention Nico Collins when he was on him, like the opposing team, the Houston Texans, not keeping a secret who they played, targeted Marco Wilson the majority of the game and succeeded. So when you look at the talent that the Cardinals have, it can't be just because it's been discussed all year doesn't mean it changes. Just because there's, you know, uh, people are tired of talking about the same things. This is what 2023 is. This is a bridge year. They don't have the talent necessary to compete. This is what a full-blown teardown rebuild looks like. People in Arizona aren't used to it because Steve Kahn refused to do it. So when it comes to expectations, when will they arise? I guess you can make an argument that they should immediately because Kyler Murray's back and he's a QB1 for the future. He should be winning more games than he loses. Sure, and, and that's it's not a bad thought process on it. Not a bad look or angle at where the Cardinals are now, even though they're two and nine. Like, I, I get it. I'm not being sarcastic. I, I get it. And it's focusing on, like, I'm so excited to not have to say this anymore. It's focusing on the wrong things in 2023. It's not like, oh, yeah, play well and lose. That's not, I'd rather the Cardinals win every game on their way out. And I've said that and I mean it. But focusing on an offense that's, or uh, a roster that's broken, And players getting better incrementally, starting to find who your stars are going to be for the future, who you're going to ride with for the future in 2024, who are a part of the long-term vision of Monty Austin for it, because he knows, and we know now, that if he doesn't see you as a long-term part of this team, see ya. That's it. See ya. That's the focal point here. And yeah, sure. You want to have the conversation that Kyler Murray may not be the guy. It'll be nice for him to just prove people wrong or not like it. I'm not saying that the door is closed, that Kyler Murray is going to be the quarterback for the next, you know, five years for the Cardinals. I'm also saying, am saying that just because there seems to be a star studded quarterback class coming out, doesn't mean that drafting one is better than having Kyler Murray. Well, the cap implications, Stop it. We have no idea what those quarterbacks are going to be. We do know that at full strength, with a good roster, Kyler Murray is a fringe MVP candidate. We've seen it. He's a pro bowler. You know, you know, a few pro bowlers are starting for NFL teams right now? Less than half? Appreciate what you've got, even if it's not perfect. Alex Lancey locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Where are the needs that have just been glaring? Just glaring that we saw after the week 11 loss to Houston. Let's discuss it as we roll on here. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. This episode of Locked on Cardinals 
is brought to you by DoorDash. I use DoorDash a lot. I do. Um, I work from home, both jobs. It's difficult to get out sometimes. I don't always want to cook for myself. And DoorDash just has you, you know, for anything you need. Okay? Like, yeah, you can order pizza, wings, soda, burgers during game day. Sure. And DoorDash has restaurants that, you know, they'll go pick up and deliver for you. But, like, say you want, I don't know, charcuterie boards, bread boards. There's a place uh, that, that I mentioned a lot called Postino that I love. It's a lighter fare. They don't deliver on their own. DoorDash gets them for you. You can expand your horizons to be able to get a lot of food that you want that isn't necessarily just burgers and wings through DoorDash. And what makes it even better is you can get 50% off up to $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, subject to change terms apply. Cardinals lose 21-16. It was a weird game to kind of just like crunch the numbers on. Because you look at the Cardinals defense. Blanking the Texans in the second half after they put up 21 points in the first. Doesn't make any sense. They turn the ball over three times. Like It's like, okay, starting to get better. Jalen Thompson with a massive bait interception. Uh, in the end zone of C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud didn't didn't even see him. So it's like, okay, got it. Uh, A large portion of the game, they did get a couple sacks on C.J. Stroud, but large portion of the game, C.J. Stroud was uh, having my proverbial uh, tea party back there, just chilling, waiting for plays to develop, and then finding guys down the field. Um, But, you know, the defense played okay. They've played okay all year, and the Gap between okay and great is more talent. The offense, the offense, the interior of the offensive line continues to be a problem. And it has been what for seven or eight years? I don't really know what what more to, to say about it at this point, but Kyler Murray needs to be protected. Or none of this is gonna work. And he was running for his life for more than you'd want him to be running for his life on Sunday. The debate that I was having on on Twitter about, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr., et cetera, and the Cardinals having so many more needs than just a wide receiver. They definitely need a wide receiver also. But when was the last time a a wide receiver that went, you know, top five overall won their team a Super Bowl? I mean, and one thing, another thing that I just – the comparison to Larry Fitzgerald going number three overall. Larry Fitzgerald had more receiving yards and more touchdowns in two years than Marvin Harrison Jr.'s had in three. Okay, so let's not compare Marvin Harrison Jr. to a top five wide receiver of all time yet. Let's wait until he plays football first. People use the term, oh, transcendent talent. Yes, I see that your favorite analyst says that all the time. Maybe let's kind of see him play football first. That's just Maybe. Look at his numbers against good teams this year. Not great. And the Cardinals have so many more needs than wide receiver. Yes, they need wide receivers. 
this is the full-blown teardown. Hollywood Brown is not doing himself any favors for that contract extension. He is not. We'll see what happens when Michael Wilson comes back. Uh, they'll need some size on the outside. Marvin Harrison Jr. would bring that. I get it. I get that he could be a pro bowler his rookie year. I completely understand it. And if Kyler Murray doesn't have time to throw him the ball, it ain't going to matter. And yes, I understand Jamar Chase was drafted number five overall by Cincinnati instead of Penny Sewell. I remember that. They had a great run. And what did the last play come down to? Joe Burrow getting sacked and not having enough time to throw the ball. After getting sacked eight times in a playoff game and somehow being able to circumvent that for a win. And Joe Burrow's been hurt a large portion of his time in the NFL. Maybe offensive line would help with that. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not a doctor. The needs the Cardinals have more than wide receiver in no particular order. Offensive line, namely left tackle, and then both guards. Cornerback, all of them. You, if, if you told me they drafted two corners in the first round, okay. I, I, get, I, I get on board with that. I wouldn't. I mean, that's a little, you know, even for me, it's a little. Um, pass rush. Okay. Interior defensive line. So we're at four now. And probably another corner, probably another offensive lineman. And yes, I understand free agency happens. And I understand that the Cardinals have more draft picks than just their first one that's going to, you know, potentially be in the top five. They have so many needs and we're starting to see like it's started like it's been pseudo glaring all year. It's really starting to be like, oh, yeah, this is really bad because, you know, as seasons go on, players get more like more wear and tear on your body like these players are human beings, believe it or not, you know, whether, you know, you forget that sometimes. So Marco Wilson has completely just fallen like it's it didn't start great. And it's gotten worse. So when you talk needs, the Arizona Cardinals have, they need everything except for quarterback. And safety, probably. Maybe you want to draft a younger safety in the later rounds. They need everything. And drafting a wide receiver just seems irresponsible when there's so many other things that winning organizations focus on in the draft. More than wide receiver. We'll see. Cardinals lose 21-16. Tankathon Tuesday is tomorrow, the final segment. I'm stoked about it. And again, if you haven't seen Tankathon Tuesday, it's not what you think. It's just it's just getting more and more fascinating as the season goes on. Alex Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I will talk to you.